Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. A man who was shot during an undercover drug investigation in Prince William County has died. I'm Sarah Jacobs. Maryland's Board of Elections wants Montgomery County to be able to count mail-in ballots faster. Labor Day's the end of summer and the start of the political season. I'm Kate Ryan. WTOP News Time, 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. Steve Futterman in Los Angeles. Former President Trump's legal team gets what it wanted. A federal judge has appointed a special master that should examine documents taken from the Trump Mar-a-Lago estate. CBS legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum. This will definitely delay the Department of Justice's investigation of Donald Trump. The special master goes through each piece of evidence. And unlike the appointment of a special prosecutor, the special master does not not have a staff to assist him. The Justice Department could file an appeal, no comment yet from the former president. On the Labor Day holiday, many politicians going on the stump addressing union workers. President Biden today in Milwaukee. The middle class built America. Everybody knows that. But unions built the middle class. Near Seattle, a desperate search continues to try to find survivors from a deadly crash yesterday that killed one. Reporter Kevin Coe from Cairo TV. Divers have been swimming through waters trying to find these nine missing passengers. Now, this float plane that crashed, it's a single-engine plane called a DHC-3 Otter. It was flying from Friday Harbor to Renton, which takes about 50 minutes. It made it about halfway through when it crashed near Whidbey Island. In the UK, they are getting ready for a brand new prime minister. I'm Vicky Barker in London. I campaigned as a conservative and I will govern as a conservative. Foreign Secretary Liz Truss replacing Boris Johnson in midterm. Truss beat former finance minister Rishi Sunak in a contest held within the governing conservative party. The appointment becomes official tomorrow when Truss and Johnson travel to the Queen's Scottish retreat for her formal approval. Liz Truss will become the third woman prime minister following Margaret Thatcher and Theresa May. In Canada, law enforcement officials there are looking for two men believed to be responsible for the stabbing deaths of 10 people on Sunday. Officials believe there may be a connection with drugs. Here in California, it's another hot day. In Death Valley in the past hour, it's over 110 degrees. What to do? Go to the beach. Reporter Jake Reiner of KCBS-TV found people at Santa Monica Beach. I'm just so happy to escape the heat. Deborah Bickle, her husband and daughter Emerson, made the trek from the Bay Area to Santa Monica because, surprisingly, it was just way too hot, way too hot up north. We've been busy. And L.A. County Fire Department lifeguards are ready. We've had a couple of heat-related emergencies already. What we like to do is remind the public that you've got to bring water, you got to bring something to hydrate and bring shade. And as millions use air conditioners, officials are asking Californians to cut back on any energy use. No action today on Wall Street. The markets closed for the Labor Day holiday, and Europe stocks were slightly up. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. It is 3.03, Monday, September 5th. It's Labor Day, 83 degrees. We're tracking a storm system moving towards our area. Rain coming later. Good afternoon. Happy, hope you're having a good holiday so far. I'm Shana Stulen. The top local stories we're following this hour. 
New this afternoon, a curfew is going into effect starting this weekend in Prince George's County for unaccompanied minors, anyone 17 and younger. Comes after a devastating month of violence there. This is absolutely astounding that August was the single deadliest month in Prince George's County's history. Angel Alsebrooks, Prince George's County Executive, says of the curfew. A lot of protection for these children who have no business, by the way, on a street anyway after 10 p.m. Uh, on, an, on a weeknight, we now are asking their family members to take responsibility for them. The curfew for kids 17 and younger without a parent or guardian is between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Sunday through Thursday and between midnight to 5 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays. At Prince George's Police Headquarters, Christy King, WTOP News. A Woodbridge man shot during an exchange of gunfire with police last Thursday has died. 19-year-old Jaden Malik Carter and a 30-year-old man were shot during a narcotics task force investigation last Thursday. Detectives with the City of Manassas and Prince William County Police, along with the FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, were working undercover, investigating fentanyl distribution on Foxglove Court in the Dale City area. Prince William County Police say Carter died Sunday. The second man is expected to recover. Four detectives fired their weapons, though it is not known whether police rounds struck the two men. The critical incident response team Team will investigate and the Prince William County Commonwealth attorney will then determine whether the police will face charges. The four detectives are on paid administrative leave. Sarah Jacobs, WTOP News. Well, after it took weeks to certify the winner of the Montgomery County executive primary, the Maryland State Board of Elections now wants the county to be able to count mail-in ballots quicker. They filed a petition with the county's circuit court seeking to suspend a state law that prohibits the opening of mail-in ballots. Before the Wednesday after an election, they want the court to give permission for ballots to be processed on October 1st ahead of the November midterms. Mail-in voting got very popular during the pandemic. Labor Day in our area means parades with marching bands, scout troops, and it means politicians kicking off their general election campaigns. Montgomery County's Kensington Labor Day Parade is famous for its small-town feel, and Tamar Lecter, who recently moved from D.C., enjoyed that neighborly sense. It's always been a real family weekend for us where we try to get out and do some fun things. Lecter and her family picked up campaign stickers and fans handed out by candidates for governor and Congress. For us, it's exciting to actually have representation and to be able to start thinking as far as our voice mattering a little bit more and having more say in what happens. And her 11-year-old daughter, Dolly, enjoyed the parade as well. I always like floats and parades and I thought they were really cool and cool how they designed them. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Today, cyclists rode through Bethesda to the spot on River Road where Sarah Langenkamp was hit and killed while riding her bike uh, around two weeks ago. Her friends and family commemorated the spot with a painted white bicycle. It's known as a ghost bike that's now chained nearby. Ollie Langenkamp speaking to hundreds of cyclists honoring his mom. We all have a giant hole in our hearts. If we all work together, I think we can really fill back that hole. Her husband Dan has raised around $250,000 for bike safety advocacy. In the meantime, he hopes drivers will be more careful. Nobody wants to hit a biker. We, we need to drive a little differently. A person on a bike is every bit as valuable as the person in the car next to you. While the crowd gathered for a final moment of silence, a diamond that Dan thought was gone forever was found in the bike lane. It was from Sarah's engagement ring that she wore as a pendant. I've never experienced anything like that. To have it happen at that moment is unbelievable. She wanted us to come back here. Luke Luger, WTOP News. We'll get a check of traffic for you coming up as folks head home from the holiday weekend. It's 3.07. 
Question five. Lucas and Carla have three homework assignments each. Lucas does his online at home, but Carla has no internet at home. If Carla has to travel five miles to find Wi-Fi at a noisy diner or a grocery store parking lot, how can she ever be expected to do well in school? This is not a problem kids should have to solve. 